Welcome to Hearing Your Side, a podcast for friendly conversations about controversial subjects. I'm your host, Brad Miller, and our topic today is parenting. My guest is my friend, Lindsay, who's a mother of two. We discuss being a mom, public breastfeeding, spanking versus gentle parenting, screen time, midwives, and stay-at-home moms. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello, Lindsay. Hi, Brad. Nice to have you. Good to be here. Thank you very much. Good to be here in your house, I should say. <laughs> I should really thank you for agreeing to do this because I know this is the stage of life where it's most difficult to organize something yes. like this. Yes, your your sure. children a second ago were saying, we want to record a pizza podcast. <laughs> and uh, they're now upstairs with your husband right now. So I know your time is precious. And I really appreciate it. Of course. Um, but I'm excited to have you on here because I know nothing about parenting. Of course, everybody has opinions. Yes. Gosh, whenever I was on social media, I felt like there was a lot of like mom wars. For sure. I don't know how much of that you've experienced. Like you're on Facebook and stuff like that. I am. I'm in a few mom groups, Mm -hmm. parenting groups, Mm -hmm. the ones that I find value in. There are definitely some that are full of drama, um, (laughs) but I think it's important to have... Um, community mm-hmm. when you're a parent, a mom for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think Facebook groups can provide some of that community because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was just even saying to someone the other day right. that I've lived in Bethel Park almost 11 years mm-hmm. and I still feel like I'm new to the community, but I've <laughs> I, been I here a decade. Yep, yep, yep. So if yeah. you can find those groups that have some like-minded people, I think they can be extremely helpful. Do you think that's like part of a modern problem is that we are kind of more disconnected? Like, do you think the moms of old were just in like a big village with like the grandmas and the moms all sharing experience and that maybe the internet has given us a little bit of that? Yes. I guess I can start with an example. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, my my youngest um, son, I have, I have two children, mm-hmm. two boys, Vincent, who will be six in about two months. And then Dominic mm-hmm. is three and a half. Mm-hmm. So about three and a half years ago. Super cute. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm partial. I think they're adorable. Um, I was, in, I don't say a new mom, but yeah. a new second second child and I was having I don't want to say difficulties breastfeeding but we had some other health issues that were involved and nursing and breastfeeding was super important to me it was Mm -hmm. something that I really wanted to do and at the time my pediatrician I'm not going to say wasn't supportive but she was very reactionary so Mm -hmm. I went to one of my Facebook groups Mm -hmm. and I asked some questions because I'd never had these specific problems with Vincent and I only had two other friends that I knew that that nursed that I Mm -hmm. could get advice and and they didn't have this specific problem Mm -hmm. and then also, no one in my family really nursed. So I, mm-hmm. I didn't have the support locally, personally, with, with people and friends that I knew. Right. So I had to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I posted my question. Yeah. And um, and a friend of mine was like, hey, there's this La Leche League meeting. <laughs> Ten minutes down the road, you should come. Ah. So I went. And then that connected me further into a local. Like an in real life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Local group. So that was how I found my local okay. South Hills mm-hmm, community mm-hmm. when I wouldn't have otherwise. I mean, right. this woman 
yeah. who didn't know me right. saved my nursing relationship with my son. Interesting. So, okay. um, yeah. yes, <laughs> there can be drama with mm-hmm. it's so easy to hide behind um, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. computer and your name and the best pictures that you have of yourself. And right. um, you feel like you can <laughs> say these things. But I found so much support through a few very specific groups. Okay, yeah. So that's right away the positive side of it, I guess, because I was going to talk about the clashes that I used to see. Because like I said, I'm on the outside, so I'm super interested in your experiences. But breastfeeding opens kind of like a whole bunch of little things, if you don't mind us going into some of that. Yes. The public breastfeeding thing, to me, is one of the more interesting ones because it's controversial. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've I've been shocked by some of the very, like, comfortable outward nature of certain moms who breastfeed i'll just tell you a quick story i was at a party and a mom said something like i'm a whip a boob out i don't (laughs) i don't even care and then breastfed another mom's kid i think and i was like oh interesting so this woman is like a hundred percent like it's everyone else's problem and then there's some people that would be more private and things like that um So what do you think about that? Like, have you heard all these arguments? And like, do you have any opinion on that? First and foremost, (laughs) Uh um, breastfeeding is a relationship. Mm -hmm. It involves two parties. Sure. So so I guess there's so many different things I could talk about. If we're talking about public Yeah, just just starting with the public. We could talk about other things, but yeah. Um, Yeah. I think in our culture specifically, it's just Mm -hmm. not the norm anymore. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Um, There's so much shame around women and your body and your your personal self and your Mm -hmm. personal space. Mm -hmm. For myself, I've I've done both. I have been very public Mm -hmm. with with my nursing, both Mm -hmm. of my sons, and I Mm -hmm. have been very private at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think first and foremost, it's about the mom. Mm -hmm. It's it's about no one else. No, it's about the mom and your child needs to eat. That's that's all that, that that's the starting those are the point. only two things that really matter. I so, I have nursed in public with a cover over myself. I have nursed right, right, right. in public without a cover. I've nursed in public yeah. holding my four month old and walking around <laughs> with him. Right. Um right. it's it's, so is it just situational then of like what like when you don't use a cover is that because it's just you don't have one with you at the time or it, that kind of thing? No, it's it's right, right, right. the baby and your comfort level. Some okay. some babies will nurse under a cover. Interesting. Um, okay, yeah, that some, never gets brought up. I mean, heck, it could be ninety five degrees out and you're at a picnic and you don't, have, <laughs> you know, and are you gonna put a, put under a, a blanket a, over your kid's like hot head box. to eat? Like <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah. also at the same time, if it if your baby is nine months old and it's a real really busy party or a gathering mm-hmm. and you want to take 10 minutes, 15 minutes, go into a private room by yourself mm-hmm. just to get probably nice to get uh, away, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but that is the mother's preference. Like I am feeding my child, uh-huh. you know, it is not my job to cover myself. It's your job to look away. Okay. That's what I was getting at. Okay. Cause <laughs> if I got, you are not co- right. you, not you, but the, the collective <laughs> you, if you are not comfortable in that space with me while right. I'm feeding my child, it's on you. You're it's saying on, it's on you. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I think that seems to be the split is whether you think it's on the mom or it's on the, the people who are uncomfortable, you know, different people find different things uncomfortable. You know, and yes. maybe like you said, a cultural thing yes. too of some people think a, a sexual thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that even could be a cultural thing of like, and maybe it's in this culture more than in other cultures that that might be an issue. But knowing that so many people will react so differently, mm-hmm. that's well, where I'm kind of like, 
I don't know what the what the answer is. And I almost use for better or for worse my yeah. my nursing experience and my relationship with my children nursing them mm-hmm. almost as I don't want to say a public service announcement, but the more <laughs> the more people that see nursing mm-hmm. mothers in public, the more it becomes the norm and the more okay. you're not even... Go- do, do you think twice whenever you see a mother feeding their baby a bottle? No. No, right, you don't right. even think... No one think, has an issue with this, that. This is about yeah, specifically the body. feeding your right. child. That's right, all right. it's about. I chose to breastfeed. Right, right. This other mother chose to bottle feed. Yeah. <laughs> There's no difference. So if right. I decide to do it, you know, again... Your child who drinks from a bottle right. might need to go into that quiet room to drink their bottle. Right, right. Or they could drink it in public with all the people around. There's there's yeah. there's no difference. So Well, to the other people there might be. I guess that's where they're coming from. Is they I, they say like, "Oh, I'm in a restaurant. I chose to eat here too." I and I'm just presenting potentially what would be because like I said I'm kind of not sure 100%. I do 100% see the idea that it's hard to sometimes cover the baby because I would always go to well what's the harm in just covering them for those who are, are uncomfortable. That's not always an option. But then it makes me wonder is it your place to remove yourself when no when everyone else outnumbers you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The non-nursers outnumber you. Right. Is that on them? Uh, you know, the, the entire restaurant or whatever. Yes, I'm, I'm going to use I'm a restaurant. Say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, and well, I, I want you to tell me what yes. you think because I like I want to hear your because take, you know? I and I, <laughs> I feel like a broken record. I keep saying no, it. Sorry, it is, yeah. It's it's a my baby is eating and my venue my chosen venue happens to be breastfeeding and that's the only well, that's and, the only difference and in a public place i guess none of this is an issue sure none of this is an issue at and home someone nobody's could say gonna, oh yeah. well why don't you right. you pump you pump before uh-huh. you leave and then you can <laughs> give them pumped milk i guess you, that's true well, so my my first son he did he took a bottle right. my second son because i didn't have to work right. he never took a bottle Gotcha. My only choice right, right. was to nurse him. If so, he's going to eat. So why should I Why should I remove... Like, yeah. m- mothers feel so isolated right. and so alone and so secluded anyway. Why should I do that further mm. just because my child needs to eat from my breast? I, mean, I don't think anyone I, <laughs> has an issue with the, the, the child eating part. I, I've definitely heard some people say like, why don't they go into a bathroom? And I understand. Oh I, I know. I understand the point of like, that's not necessarily the best choice. That's disgusting. <laughs> like, are you going <laughs> right, to sit yeah, on the yeah. toilet and, and eat and your to, sandwich? And to moms who say, yeah, are you going to eat in the bathroom? <laughs> it's like, okay, that's a good one. I get you. Um, but I, I'm seeing the clear difference here. The clear difference is you saying the most important thing is me and my child. And they're saying, what about me? Right. So it's this societal issue where we're all mashed in together with our different offenses, our different opinions. The whole problem America has in general, I think, is mm-hmm. how do we deal when people have different takes right. and make it work as a society? Well, and I think, too, um, everyone's breastfeeding journey is different. So. Breastfeeding journey. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so true because every- mine is very interesting. <laughs> because, you know, like I said before, it's a relationship. It, it's it's yeah. two people involved. So, you know, you, you can have the mother and her emotional issues, her physical issues. Right, right. Is she, is she working? Is she not working? Does she have to pump? How was her birth? That can affect mm-hmm. how your milk comes in. And mm-hmm. then you have the child. You mm-hmm. know, do they have a problem latching? Do they have a physical issue with their mm-hmm. mouth? Do they have this? Do they have that? So there's so many factors involved. And if you can make one of them, 
a little easier. You're saying like, do the Moms of America service. They have enough to deal with. Why should I have to stay at home? So then when someone gets, I don't want to say breastfeeding shamed, but when when someone has a (laughs) negative experience in public just because they are doing they're right. doing the best they can for their child. So so then then the mother right, has right. this negative experience. Okay, well, then I'm going to stay home. Then right. I'm not going to go to the library. I'm not going to go to the museum. I'm not right. going to go to coffee with my friend because what if my child has to eat? I see what you're saying. You right. know, and so yeah. I think this is a whole bigger issue mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. of not supporting mothers. Okay. Like I think we have such a negative view in America and society on mothers You mentioned that mothers feel alone. Is that part of that kind of thing? Oh, of course. I mean, because it's hard to find a community. Everybody is so worried about the baby. How's the baby? Is the baby sleeping? Is, you know, is is he or she a good baby? But, you know, (laughs) how are you? You know, like, can I hold the baby? Can I feed the baby a bottle? Can I, how you know, instead of like... (laughs) I've recently realized how little sleep moms get because I have some some friends who are new moms and things like that. And of course, I always heard it, but people that I talk to on a daily basis just being like, yeah, I got three hours, I got four hours. And I've started to be like concerned. And my sister said, you're worried about the sleepless moms of America. And I was like, I kind of am, you know? But like stuff like that, you know, I guess you're right. It doesn't get maybe talked about as much. So one one more qu- yeah. quick story. So mm-hmm. granted, this was 1951. Oh, but my grandmother. You're that old. <laughs> <laughs> so my grandmother um, was trying to nurse my dad, you know, and everyone was coming in to see, and, and my dad was right. the firstborn coming in to see the baby, you know. Right. And again, this is a totally different generation, but because my grandfather was uncomfortable with, you know, Uncle Lou or so and so meaning little Jimmy right, and right. my grandmother breastfeeding, right. she never got to to nurse my dad. That was the end of it. Because there's too many people around, not really. And because why they, ca- they yeah. can't see a boob. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And Or or can't you wait? <laughs> Can you wait? I know you want to meet yeah. the baby. Well, I, yeah, because I see a couple solutions and besides so then, just don't feed him. And so yeah. then, oh, okay, well, let's use this new miracle thing called formula instead of like, right. it, now granted, if that is what my grandmother chose, Some great, people fine. have to. Th- right? I'm, I'm yeah. thankful that it exists right, because right, it right. is it is a choice. But yeah. if, if society and more people would support breastfeeding, mm-hmm. because I... We had a very hard time with Vincent in the beginning, mm-hmm. and I had a good friend speak some truth into my life, and she said, <laughs> Lindsay, if breastfeeding is important to you in your relationship right. with your son, you can do this. Find the support. I'm right. here for you. I will give you advice. And I might have quit nursing if my friend didn't say that to because me. Because of support from someone else. Right, right. Uh-huh. And I would never push someone to do something that they wouldn't want to do. But we need to support moms. And right. this is a public health issue, too. You know, the science proves mm-hmm. the the nutritional value and everything else that goes along with the breast milk specifically mm-hmm. like the way that our body produces it specifically for the child and how it adapts it's amazing it is it's really <laughs> great so when you think of it that way right. you know the more yeah, women I'm, who who, yeah. who want to nurse yeah. that can nurse that is better for society as a whole yeah i, I never thought there was any controversies around the idea of feeding it sounds like you don't have, and I'm not trying to offend you, but it sounds like you don't have much sympathy for the person who is just has to like turn the other direction. 
compared to what you're laying out as like a mountain of things that you see as maybe more important? I challenge the bystander to uh-huh. to think about the reason why they're offended. What is that trigger for them? Why is this an issue for them? Where I'm not trying to be showy. I'm not trying to be an exhibitionist. I am trying to feed my child. And if that happens to be in a coffee right. shop or a restaurant or while right. I'm shopping, you know, there yeah. are ways. You know, I-, I went to the dressing room again because I needed that quiet time, that minute. But if that minute needed to be in the middle yeah. of a mall on a bench, right. that's where it was going to be. Mm. Man, that just having a sh- hand on a stranger with their <laughs> hand on your shoulder saying, good job, mama. Like, seriously, <laughs> rather than being like, right. oh, honey, why don't you cover up? Oh, like, I, I get you. The difference between like tears of joy versus tears of shame. Like we as women and as moms experience enough of that on our own. Like we, we don't, gotcha. we don't need that from somebody. I'm else. already seeing that I've picked the, the right person to talk about this. Cause you've got <laughs> oceans of enthusiasm about this. And that's great. I love it. And I, like I said, I haven't considered a lot of this stuff, so I'm going to sort of take some of this sure. in and process it. Um, but I want you to get your thoughts out there because it's great. And, and, and I do think that we're bad at, talking about stuff like this that is controversial or you know people have different takes on it and that's the point of this podcast so um what about moms that breastfeed their kids till they're way too big what do you think about well, that, <laughs> that okay. i've seen the magazine cover with like the kids standing sure. up and obviously you know, that's just sensationalism okay yeah yeah so, i was like I, I don't know if that's anybody doing that but what do you yeah, think about that Every society is a little bit different. You know, what some women and families do and need to do for nutrition and different things in right. in other societies and other countries and other situations, that's completely different. But it's not unheard of to breastfeed through through the toddler years, through right. three years old. Okay, now, yeah. What do you think is the cutoff, like, in your no, there estimation? There is no cutoff. Right, I, right, right. Before I was a parent. Wait, there is no cutoff? Well, again, <laughs> I okay. So I yeah. had a goal of two years for both of okay, my, for right. both of my children. With Vincent, we nursed to one year and three months, and um, we had issues, and it just abruptly stopped. Can I ask where that goal came from? Does your doctor um, the, advise on stuff like that? Like, I would hope that you're not doing this by this time, or is the, that um, n- none of their? So concern? there are a few general guidelines. They say if you can get to at least a year. Because that's kind of the cutoff for formula. So once your child hits Mm. one, Mm -hmm. you can feed them cow's milk if you want Mm -hmm. to, and so Mm -hmm. you don't have to do formula anymore. So a lot of so yes, so a lot of people their their goal is a year, or if they're working, okay, I'm going to pump for a year, and then we're going to wean. Right. Um, The World Health Organization and the other one of the other pediatric associations. the benefits until two that they recommend until your child is two. Okay. But then there's another whole slew of nutritional benefits and comfort benefits after two. So with Dominic, we made it to two years and nine months. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was, he was close to three mm-hmm. at that point. I I personally, <laughs> You're done. again, I was ready to be done yeah, because no now doubt. again, some women, they yeah. will tandem nurse. They, they will have uh-huh. their infant and they will have their two or three year old. Right. Um, so is part of the idea of the con side that they're starting to eat solid food. You need to sort of develop them into a, not an adult, but a, the next step of life. And that by doing this, you're kind of reverting them back. And then the pro side might be, but there's all these extra nutritional things mm-hmm. that come from it. Is that kind of where the some so, of the argument lies? So when Dominic was two, I mean, he was, he had a full diet. Now, when people say right. you're nursing your three-year-old, 
you're not nursing your three-year-old like they were when they were nine months old. Uh We would nurse in the morning. We would nurse before nap time and we would nurse to bed. That was it. Mm -hmm. And then... You know, we would we would slowly cut things out, or I would like I right. I would have Jason put him to bed, and I would be gone. You know, so I wanted more freedom for myself, and then we we just cut naps out, and then he just stopped nursing, mm-hmm. and and it was very developmentally appropriate. So you feel like it happened in a natural right. yes, it's slow. Time. Nursing sessions kind of like talking drop off. Yes, like babies talk at different. As they eat food, it just it's slowly it's a, a slow transition. Just like mm-hmm. I mean, it's growing up. So, is your opinion kind of let the baby sort of go, not let the baby t- decide, but like well, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's it, the term is called baby led weaning. Whenever you start, uh. um, essentially, whenever you can start solid food. So you, mm-hmm. you there's a few schools of thought where you don't do baby food, you do actual people. people. Right, yeah. <laughs> Pizza <laughs> I hate to say it that. <laughs> yeah. um, that's a whole other thing. But as yeah. they slowly develop a more full diet, but right. but the the breast milk is still giving, giving still nutrients and antibodies right, right, right. and protein and energy and, and all these things. Um, and there's a point at which you're not going to, be able to feed them anymore, right? right? And, just, and, it's and just going to naturally your stop. Changes and and uh-huh. and the kid doesn't want to. You don't want to. It's, <laughs> I see. It just it happened very naturally. It wasn't it wasn't hard for us. Now, yeah. again, every every woman and child their journey is a little bit different. Right. Of course, that um, has to be said. That but, has to be said. So you you're in favor of just kind of let it kind of go the way it goes. If if, if a kid is done early, he's done early, and if he's done late, he's done late. Exactly. I think this kind of transitions into the idea of kind of coddling or not helicoptering but like infantilizing like kids that are kept babies for too long Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think that is a big thing for me where i do worry and though i'm not a parent Mm -hmm. about how ready the next generation is for adulthood Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so maybe that's part of my reaction to that oh god he's still breastfeeding is you're not letting him grow right um, I, I feel like the two aren't connected. Okay, right. Good, good. So Because I, we, right. whenever your child is older and they're nursing, um, mom, mom is home base. Yeah. So, so it's, it's more about, it's about comfort. And so they, again, mm-hmm. in the morning, they're tired, they're sleepy, they want to cuddle, they might nurse for two minutes and they're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or it's a two, two minute comfort thing before they nap. It's, right. if, they, if they fall and they hurt themselves, it's no different than a hug. So you you wouldn't tell your two year old oh bro. I mean some people would but <laughs> yeah, you know like if if your two year old falls and scapes their right, knee right, you're right. you're gonna hug them you're gonna kiss them you're gonna yeah. comfort them right, right and for a mom that maybe still be nursing that is just one other way to right. to do that right so I do want to talk about the that coddling type of concern you you almost reacted there like you do sort of share some of that concern of kids that are not growing up essentially not getting ready for the real world I don't, I don't know if you've heard of the book the coddling of the American mind that that's out Jonathan Haidt I guess I I done a little bit of reading of the stuff he's put out and he's kind of making the case that we're starting to see the effects of the coddling that was happening in the 90s kind of as the crime wave was at its peak there was a lot of parents that were concerned versus what how they did it in the 70s you know whatever letting them ride around on bikes like stranger things or whatever like (laughs) but those kids are starting to enter college and his case that he makes in the book is that they are in a lot of ways, ill-prepared for the difficulties of life because of being held back in certain ways. I will 100% cop to the fact that I had some things like that in my life where I probably didn't develop as easily yes. as an adult because of, and, yes. and everyone always has these weird memes like, I'm adulting today. <laughs> like that kind of stuff I think might be a result of 
just being kind of babied for longer than you maybe should have been. And, you know, it's weird to think like at one point in history, you were a full grown man when you were like 15 because you probably weren't going to live past 30. You had to get it going. But I think about the fact that they still actually were doing things at 15. Alexander Hamilton, you know, like uh, he's the treasurer or whatever at 15 or something. (laughs) I'm like, that's possible for a person to do that though. And then, you know, we live longer now. Mm -hmm. So maybe we drag it out and they live at home until they're 30. Mm -hmm. Anyway, what are your takes on the, I mean, the hardcore way to say it is like the snowflaking or whatever, but like the the coddling, the whatever. So I think there are so many factors. Of course. (laughs) Um, And I can only speak to my experience, but I try to treat my children as just little humans. Mm -hmm. So you could say we did attachment parenting. You could say we do gentle I I saw that term come up in the controversies Um, of parenting. like. I guess so briefly, it's... (laughs) Unless you don't want to talk about it, I don't know. It's so hard for me to even verbalize it because it just kind of happens. Breastfeeding, baby Uh wearing, Mm -hmm, mm co-sleeping. I guess the school of thought is you keep them close Mm -hmm. and that develops their, like I said before, their home base, their sense of Mm -hmm. security. Mm -hmm. They know that I am their safe place. They know that, that they can come to me and it starts young. So... I'm going to respond to their cries, whether whether it's in the middle of the night ah, or okay. whether or whether they fall down. I'm not going to say brush it off and be like, okay, let's have right, a hug. You, right. you know, are you all right? right? Okay, yeah. then let it's so yeah. it's. I guess it, it's responding to their f- both physical and emotional needs, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And and this could sound harsh, but I don't mean it to like that. You don't worry that that you know, may in some ways weaken them towards things like getting hurt no, and things like that? Okay. because it's, I, I wish I had had a study to reference. <laughs> yeah, let's bust one out. But I know, but I know I've, I've talked to people and, and I've read, I've read different books or articles saying that it's pretty much the exact opposite. When you meet these needs in this way early on, mm-hmm. it gives them the confidence and the security to move forward and be confident in themselves and in who they are. So then, okay. so then whenever they make mistakes and they fail and they have troubles, that kind of prepares them to have resilience. Okay, I was going to say, is it teaching them self-reliance or is it teaching them, I can go back to mom? You know, because I have friends who are still living at home and well into their 30s and their mom does a lot of things for them. And when I listen, I go, oh, I wish I could somehow you know, break you out of that and grow you some of the confidence mm-hmm. that you need to get out and do those things. Sure. In your own. And, they'll, and they'll sometimes say, well, my mom does it though. Right. You know, I, I, I'm not going to name names, but I know multiple no, people. And I start to see how it is actually stifling their development mm-hmm. because they're instead of relying on themselves, like saying, I can do this. They say, well, mom can do this. I feel like this, this is not them. that. This is not that. This I, is, helicopter parenting uh-huh. is, I think, probably what you're speaking to a little uh-huh. bit. No, but I'm glad you brought up the attachment thing. Mm-hmm. I had never heard about some of that <laughs> stuff. It's letting them, I think, make mistakes in a safe environment. Um, every child has their own personality. My my two kids couldn't be more different. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you kind of have to handle it individually. But even, I think you, you, you have this protective nature 
just in general as a parent. And then you layer your own personal experiences and and, and what you bring to the table. Sure. Um, So I'm not naive enough to think that, you know, whether you you have your own anxieties or your own own (laughs) things that you bring to the table as a parent, um, I think to have a resilient child, you have to fight that within yourself. I mean, I I, I I feel, (laughs) you know, I have different people in, in my life are you sure? Are you sure he can do that? Is that <laughs> oh, is that okay I, that he's doing that? That's what I mean about that? mom wars. Is I've seen that in public where mm-hmm. certain moms are saying stop him, and other no. people are saying no, he's fine, he's fine. Yeah. You know, and if it's kind of like you can see the clash. Then we'll deal with it. Well, even right. something as as silly as Vin- Vinny came to me a couple weeks ago and he said, "Mom, I want you to paint my nails <laughs> so I can show my friends at school." Right, right. So I noticed he had his feet painted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I could I could handle that in one of two ways. I could anticipate him possibly. Bullying. Yes, getting. I mean, he's only in preschool, but him being yeah. made fun of, sure. or you know, those things. But but I chose to do the opposite, where I'm going to say, okay, this uh, this is what he wants to do, and I feel like this is a creative outlet for him. Mm-hmm. So if he wants his nails painted, I'm not even going to bring up the possibility that somebody might not like right, it. Right, right, right. And then I will use it as a teaching moment if it comes if he gets, up. Okay. Now, yeah, now this, right, again, right. this is just very minor. This is yeah, five-year-old preschool right. stuff. <laughs> exactly. I am not a parent of a teenager or an elementary school kid, so I can't even speak to some of the bigger issues exactly, that are out right. there. But I think it's allowing them to make mistakes in a safe environment. So Vinny knows that if he gets frustrated or if he does something wrong, and he can come to me and he knows that I am a safe place and we will work through it. That doesn't mean there won't be consequences, but if I don't let him do something or if I do something for him and it starts now, it starts mm-hmm. now. Like if he's struggling trying to read a word right. or if he can't figure something out, it's I can't just do it for him. I need to yeah. to instruct him and guide him and help give him the tools. And it is, it's frustrating and it's hard. Sure it's hard. And yeah. after a long day, like the word is cat. Like, no, like, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, my dad used to frustrate me because he would say, we have a dictionary. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, what does this word mean? He would go, well, look it up. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, mm-hmm. but then I had to look it up. I had to learn it for myself. He was trying to give me no. some, some life skills. Yes. I guess that's some of that stuff. But yeah, I think that that could transition into spanking. Sure. Um, because that's one of those things that really raises the the cackles or whatever, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the hackles, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, okay. what's, what's your take on it? I mean, okay, so I, I, I was spanked. Um, I, my mom, I have a funny story where my mom would, for some reason, let us choose our implement of destruction. Oh she, would, she would say, like, here's a bunch of kitchen tools, like, uh, you know, pick whatever it's going to be. <laughs> I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But my brothers got there first and picked the, the softest, fluffiest oh ones. And then I was left with, like, a whisk sure. or whatever. Sure. And then and then I... Uh, there was another time that she had us go to our rooms before, to think about what we had done before the spanking. And so I just stuffed the back of my pants with a million pillows and came down with a humongous bulge or whatever. And she was like, uh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. I But I um, don't feel damaged. I don't sure. feel abused. And I actually do remember particularly harsh punishments, not related to spanking necessarily, but hardcore punishments that at the time I begged them not to do mm-hmm. taking stuff away course, things like that course. that I now remember that boy I really learned from that though so that's my you know upbringing whatever so it's easy yeah. for me to accept but I've heard other people say that that's flat out child abuse sure so what, what are your yeah. take on that um 
so no, we do not. We do not um, spank our kids in, in, in our house. Um, so I kind of fell into gentle parenting just because... All these terms are I know, so interesting. I know. Now, a lot of people think gentle parenting is, it doesn't like, sound is good to lazy me. <laughs> parenting. And oh boy, can it be. Um, okay. Gentle parenting, I think, can be even more difficult. Um, but l- like I said earlier, I, I kind of... I see my kids as small humans mm-hmm. and I do not think that hitting them in that way is valuable. I, I don't feel like that is a good teaching tool. So what do you replace it with? Um, Basically something has to be done. Sure. So, <laughs> some, some discipline. So a lot of times for, for other people that translates yeah. into your kids being crazy or your kids or you yelling a lot. Um, and I refuse to be a household um, that yells a lot. Okay, so you so you're taking yelling off the yes. table. You're taking um, I'm not spanking. Say, okay, off the I'm table. not saying that I don't yell. No, but uh, yeah. I just do. I, I don't <laughs> want try. that to be my default. Sure, okay, sure, sure. so it it does. It's a lot harder because then then all of these things they all have to be teaching moments. They all have to be. Um, okay. Because then if, if my child sees me hitting my other child, then they think it's okay to hit. Their brother the or fear? their friends, or that it'll create just, a violent. I just no, I just don't feel like it's a helpful punishment uh-huh. at all. Gotcha. I don't. I th- I think what I try to do in my parenting with with Vinny and Dom is teaching them the skills to move forward. Like what? Okay, okay, they did something wrong. Why yeah. did they do something wrong? For, right. First, are what, they what are they, they tired or are they or are they hungry? Right. Seriously, because I know me. I mean, when I'm having a bad day, like those could very well could be too. Oh, yeah. And also, secondly, they're allowed to have a bad day. Like, mm-hmm. we, I think we hold our children to such high standards where like, I can have a bad day. You're allowed to have a bad day. We give yeah. each other grace. Well, but do we give our children any grace? Yeah. Okay, so then, so then yeah. thirdly, mm-hmm. okay, if those Sorry. two things, you know, aren't, aren't a factor, then why are they not doing so? Maybe maybe say that it's food. Maybe mm. you know my children take forever to eat. Um, so you create more boundaries, or um, I don't know. I have conversations with my kid. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Vinny sure, is sure. Vinny is a lot smarter than yeah, than people uh, give <laughs> give kids credit for. All kids are smarter, right? And so seriously, like we sit down and we have conversations with them. We you know mm. we're straight, mm. and if they're acting in a way that they shouldn't be in a public place. We leave, mm-hmm. we leave, or we. I abandon my cart and I go. You know, um, so I think you ha- you have to be very creative. And and I know um, even throwing a term like gentle parenting around, you know, people. Yeah, like, you said oh. you fell into it. Was it something you read about, or some other parents that you saw that you said that looks good? I'll, I I'll try think that. Because I did not want to be a hitting and yelling household for various reasons. That mm-hmm. was that was right. really. Um, Really on my heart. I, I, f- I felt very, very strongly about that. So I do want to also say that my mom did talk to us a lot, too. I, yeah. <laughs> and I will say, my, my five-year-old, he is a very gentle spirit. So, you know, he he's he's just not rough and tumble. Now, Dominic is a little bit... So I, ha- I do. I need to be, I don't want to say yeah. harsher, sure. more direct uh-huh. with him. Um, so, we do. Like, I, if, he's I really, running, if he's running into traffic... Or trying to go with a stranger or punching another kid. I'm trying to think of like we, th- things so, that basically are the ultimate, like, you cannot do okay. this. I have to let you know. So, what happened? 
in a situation like that, we we leave, right? And right. and that hits him where it hurts because he's You're enjoying himself. He's, yes, so we would leave, uh-huh. and then when so in in the car or at home. I'm very raw with my emotions with him, so I let him know, mm-hmm. like... You're trying what, not to yell, but you're saying it straight up. Yes, and and then s- some emotions happen on my side, some emotions mm-hmm. happen on his side. You might and say then, that. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, you take away privileges. So you take you're away TV. You're not against TV, taking stuff or away, you take right? away, mm-hmm. Or you take away Legos, or you take away, you right. know, and then you fill those spaces with, with more, I think, more connection. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes he does say, Mom... I need time by myself because right. he he does he feels it all every punishment very personally. Um, I mean, Dominic's three, so mm-hmm. he we're not there yet with him, right? Um, but I do I tell him like if he's I'm like you need to go be by yourself for a while. I, mm-hmm. I hate I don't know I just don't like the term timeout, but I'm like you need to, <laughs> it's stupid. You need to go take some time by yourself, and right. then we teach them you know hey do you need to calm down. How can I help you in this situation? You know, because that's the that's the yeah. thing that sounds so stupid and I didn't even realize they don't know how to behave. I need to teach them how to behave. It's just right. not something that they know. So for me, right. how is hitting them mm-hmm. teaching them how to behave? I need to give them the, the skills. Hitting, the hitting doesn't. The hitting, like it, I guess, is intended to be remember the, the, how the, how bad this sucks because you can't be doing that anymore. I just right. I don't know. I yeah, just yeah. don't think it's. I'm I don't not, think I'm it's not helpful. trying to tell you to spank. I, I'm 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 getting the perspective of someone who doesn't because yeah. they're gonna misbehave. Oh, of course, and, and I know for sure. Yeah. So so my dad hit me once, and he says that the. He he regrets One it till this to this day. Really? But I do remember for sure the disappointment, like teenage years even. Yeah. When I did something right. that I wasn't supposed to do, like I betrayed my father's trust. The disappointment and, was as bad feeling oh, to you. My, like right, that right. that was worse than anything. Yeah. So and I feel like the things that we like how we have modeled just life with our kids, you know. Um, I think you know, that would I, hit them hard, basically, yeah. to know that mom and dad are disappointed. Your husband's sister has said that she felt that way whenever their dad would be disappointed, mm-hmm. that it cut her like a knife. Mm-hmm. The idea of him just saying, like, well, I'm just disappointed was, like, hardcore. That's interesting mm-hmm. that, that you could get to a place where that alone is the thing that... So that I think every child does. They right. do. They crave their, their parents' love and approval, right. for better or for worse. Right. And that's definitely Vincent. Mm-hmm. Um Dominic's just he's just a wild man but <laughs> and so go. so we we may be getting yeah. to a different place in the future but I, I still think for me I want my parenting to reflect who I am right and I want it to reflect who my children are too yeah. because I really think what am, am I doing right now when they're three and they're five to prepare them to be adults how can I prepare them to be successful mm-hmm. and I think that just that does that translates just into your everyday activities and just, right. you know, I'm not going to get into how I feel about the, the prison system, but how <laughs> somehow how, I'm waiting <laughs> to see how that's connected. Um, but, well, you don't want them to go into it. <laughs> how about that? No, I just, <laughs> I want them to be happy, productive adults. And I right. think it's just daily things for us. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going on. A tangent, no, yeah, but. that's, that's good. <laughs> so a lot of parents go to 
easy solutions you said and you're trying to take a route that sometimes is going to be harder but you think it's going to yes. be good in the end i guess we'll find out when your kids are older how mm-hmm. some of this worked out oh my gosh that, yelling is easy uh, it's not effective and, and, oh but it's easy <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and and so i'm very interested to see how how these new terms like attachment gentle parenting will translate because we will find out you know like mm-hmm. some of these things will and that's not like a like a no, eerie no, no, curse no, on of you course. you have the right to raise your kid how you want but and I it think does. It some sounds- of that, the newer stuff, I worry sometimes, well, it's so new that we don't know what is going to happen if we do it. You I know? think just these terms are new. I don't, okay, I don't I, I gotcha. think I gotcha. what I'm doing is anything revolutionary. I right. just It just makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. So we said yelling is easy. Uh, another thing that's very easy is handing them the phone, this mm. technology, right? I want to mm-hmm. talk about this area because this is another one where I've been. So there's a guy named Andy Crouch, I think, who okay. does uh, really cool talks on technology and your family. Yes. And it's been very kind of convicting to me lately as a person who's entering 40 and feeling like I need to make sure that I'm like getting on with the things that I want to do and not wasting time. And mm-hmm. he talks mm-hmm. a lot about how much time technology wastes oh and how much it stops you from Mm -hmm. preparing yourself to be an adult and a human. Mm -hmm. One of the things you always see on social media, or I saw when I was on it, is screen time. Mm -hmm. We do this, we Mm -hmm. do that. I've Mm -hmm. seen people say, you know what, the screen, that doesn't make sense because there are educational things that are done on a screen. Calling it a screen as if that's evil, that's an old-fashioned idea. Then I've seen some people say, well, the development of the brain, looking at screens all day, that's not healthy. And then, you know, I've seen other people just, well, he's bored, here's a screen, you know? So, Give me your take. What did you originally want to do and what are you now doing? So I think it's twofold. I feel like the beauty's in the blend. Mm-hmm. Um, Love all these terms that are yeah, coming out. These um, are definitely mom blog terms that I've, ne- I've never encountered. The beauty uh, is in the blend. A new podcast. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I set out in the beginning to be like, no screens, no TV. I mean, that mm-hmm. you definitely do hear guidelines from, from your pediatrician and, right. and, and from the pediatric association saying, you know, no TV or screens before your child is one and this and that. And, and by the way, these are devices invented in 2007, yeah. Yeah. some of this stuff. So it's like we don't have a lot of research. Exactly. You know? anyway. Exactly. So I think the longer you can hold off, the better. For sure. I don't live in your household. And so I don't know what everybody's individual situations are. I I think they can definitely be useful. Um, I don't think you should raise your kids without any technology because, (laughs) heck, the elementary schools and the high schools, everybody has their own tablet. I mean, Mm -hmm. so they have to know how how this stuff works. Works. It will actually be a useful skill in some ways. Um, putting your kid in, in, and seriously, in front of the TV or a tablet is, it's so easy. Like when I need to get stuff done, if I, when I need to work, um, I do, I need quiet. But does that teach them how to occupy themselves? I mean, how often do you hear your kids say, I'm bored? Okay, if, if that, the, if, can I say something about that? Yes. I'm sorry to interrupt no. you there. That actually is something that this Andy Crouch guy was mm-hmm. saying is that when was the last time you were bored? Mm-hmm. And boy, that hit me hard. Even just, uh, even how many good ideas do you have in the shower? Uh-huh. Because you're, it's one of the few places that I don't uh-huh. have noise. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's that's upsetting actually yeah. that I, I know. fill the hours. I fill the board spots with the phone. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm standing in this line for five seconds. I better look at my phone. Instead, I could have been thinking about how to reorganize something at home or oh, a creative project or something. And I'm like, that affected me. So yes, anyway, sorry. No. Sorry to jump on that. It's no, no, on my no. mind I agree lately. with you completely. Yeah. I say all the time, it is good for my children to be bored. One mm-hmm. of the things that... Um, Mom, I'm bored. <laughs> I know. that, And again, 
I don't know your children. I don't live in your house. But for us, so Vincent does have a Kindle. It is mm-hmm. collecting dust in the office right now, <laughs> and it probably needs charged. I bought it for him when he was four right. because I needed a little bit of time to work out, and I like to use the TV. So I mm-hmm. went, and Dominic was napping. Mm-hmm. Vinny was playing his little games or watching a show for half hour, 45 minutes while I was working out. I needed that time. Right. And at the age that he was, it just it just worked. But I don't bring it to a restaurant. Restaurants. We have our phones away at restaurants. I refuse to have the Kindle in in the car mm-hmm. um, because it's the, even just the silly conversations that we have in the car or the games that we play. Or he he's so good at just just sitting and looking out the window and and thinking up things, and you can just almost see like the wheels turning in his mm-hmm. head or like. Vinny, go find something to do. I'm not (laughs) turning the TV on. And then he does. He finds something to do. He flips through a book. He plays with his Legos. He goes. Oh man, he he was showing me all this art out of things. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Um, I do. So I think, like I said, of course we do. Like we need those things. I mean, us as kids, we had little Game Boys, Mm -hmm. you know. So I'm Mm -hmm. not saying we didn't have those things. Right. No, it wasn't a computer in our pocket. Um, but. You know, I, you know, you, you would, did you take your Game Boy to the restaurant? Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> or, and, and sometimes if, if you know, it's going to be a, a, a long afternoon and you're in a waiting room or something like if you don't right. have, so, but carry books with you, carry snacks with you. I, I'm not opposed to it at all. I think there's a time and a place for it. And I think they can be very helpful. Right. I mean, the games that we would play, they are, they're educational. He was learning things, but I think as long as that's not your first thing that you gravitate towards, you know, like summer's coming, kids are going to be out of school and there's all these, you know, pictures and lists online of like guidelines, you know, has your kid (laughs) done this, 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 and this first before they get their screen time. Now, again, like outdoor things. Yes. Like, like, have they done their chores? Have they read? Have they played? Have they, you know, and again, I'm not in the elementary school you know, middle school season right now with right. my children. Yeah. So it's very easy for me to put the phone away, to turn the TV off and to throw the iPads and the Kindles in the office uh-huh. um, and do things because we can. We can go to the playground. Now, we yeah. will probably have to reassess when the kids are a little bit older. Sure. Um, but I think starting these habits now, mm-hmm. you know, and it, Vincent and Dominic are very different. Earlier today, yeah. Dominic was out playing outside for 45 minutes and Vinny was sitting on the floor playing Legos. So they're just (laughs) very different kids. Um, but the things that he's learning from Legos. Well, there's a lot of imagination. Yeah. I was an indoor kid and I definitely, yeah. I spent time drawing a lot yes. by myself mm-hmm. and I had to imagine worlds in my mm-hmm. head and things. And I'm thinking a lot of that probably is still paying off now in my job. You know, I'm a graphic artist, so mm-hmm. I do create things all day. And I'm like, I wonder how much of that was here. You have to go invent something. Yes. You can't, someone else isn't going to just do it mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I am definitely feeling the effects of mm-hmm. too much technology or too much noise. You know, all these people our age are like getting into meditation now as a way to try to clear out all this this static in our heads that we're purposely putting in there. And it's like maybe the answer is shut that stuff off for a little while. And it seems easy, but... Well, and I can even take a, a lesson in what I'm trying to instill in my kids. Sure. You know, like both, both my husband and I, we... <laughs> Jason, put your phone down. Lindsay, put your phone down. Like yeah. the kids say it to us. No phone zone. And I'm like, oh, that's shoot. interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no phone so zone. we, I mean, we're 
you know, you're convicted by your own <laughs> rules. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a cool part about parenting I hadn't thought of is, you know, you're laying out these rules all day and they're going to call you on it, right? Mm-hmm. My wife tutors and teaches and she said, you have to be consistent. Once you set the rule, they're going to notice if you break it or change it. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that his kids were only supposed to eat a certain amount of Halloween candy and they were, oh, yeah, they were yeah. abusing it. And he said, if anyone eats another piece, I'm going to throw all the Halloween candy away. And sure enough, one of the kids picked up a piece and he was holding it over the trash thinking, I just said I had to throw this away and I don't want to. I want to eat some of this. But he did because he said I was going to do it. And if they see him not do it, they know, oh, that wasn't real. So that's one of those uh, empty threats. Empty threats. It it seems like, well, I should be able to do that. But my wife, again, because of her working with students is always telling me like, yeah, as soon as they start seeing that you mean it, over yes. and over and over, they, they start respecting you more. Yes. Which is weird because you would think they would start being like, I hate you, you're so mean. Mm-hmm, but instead, mm-hmm. you, she gets the opposite where it's like, okay, she means business. Right. And she's actually had a few, and I don't think it's going to be the majority ever, a few students who have said, thank you for yes. riding me on that. I mm-hmm, did better mm-hmm. because of it and <laughs> all that stuff. So, but no, anyway. I agree. Yeah. So what do you have that you're passionate about that is a controversial parenting thing that you do? Is it something around birth, something around babies, something around that stuff that you maybe want to get off your chest? Because I I feel like that's a lot of the stuff I wanted to ask about. Um, well, I, I don't know if it's controversial, but it's definitely not the norm. I chose to go the midwife center route right. with um, the birth of my two children. Right. Um, now, Neither of them turned out to be the the beautiful, picture-perfect storybook birth that I wanted. Can I Um, say something about that? Yes, of course. uh, You had a friend at the time, a mutual friend at the time, who was also doing that. Mm -hmm. And I remember that neither one of you Mm -hmm. got to do the thing you wanted. You were Mm -hmm. both, like, pumped about midwife. Yes. Midwife is, like, this woman that comes and works with you in, like, your home or in another um, room or something? Not necessarily. So, a midwife... Sorry, I'm so ignorant on this. No, no, no. There there are a few different... um, So, you could go the very end of the spectrum and you could have an unmedicated home birth um with with a a midwife (laughs) right yeah yeah. um you can do a birth center birth with with a midwife and nurses there or there are even midwives that work within a hospital right and you and you can do that so so midwife is a med a trained medical professional they are not a surgeon so an ob is they deliver babies but they they are surgeons by trade right and Um, that's where both of you ran into tricks so what so what happened so i guess first off what i loved about working with the midwives you are viewed as a partner in your care. So birth is not seen as... Some, uh, you're a customer? Uh, it's, no, it, I meant you're not seen as a customer. Yes, 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 yes. You are... Birth is something that is just natural and normal and that our bodies are built to handle. It's not something that's that's a medical issue or something that People been is doing a this problem. Forever. Exactly. <laughs> um, and again, the, the history of midwives and obstetrics is, is messy. And not to say that I am not 1000% happy that we have the medical care that we do because right. Myself and my son would not be here today if we didn't. He had a particularly tough time. Um, both of my children right. did, um, mm-hmm. just for a, a very specific physical and medical condition that I have. Right. But even though I didn't have my picture-perfect birth, mm-hmm. the care leading up to it ah. made all the difference. How long was that care? Um, from my very first, or actually my second appointment, because I went mm-hmm. with a typical OB 
And the very first appointment I had, I laid out some of the the concerns and some of my requests. And she very openly said, this is not the practice for you. And I would recommend going this route. And I was so thankful for her honesty. She was recommending the midwife. She just recommended that you are not going to get what you want here. Right, right. Gotcha. Um, So I was so thankful for that. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes it feels like there's a clash between mm-hmm. the I, I shouldn't say like scientific community and like non because like you said these person are these people are trained they are trained medical, medical professional it's not like um, holistic healing no, no, versus no, versus no. Uh, you know which sometimes is seen as like you know don't do that whatever I think the, the, and it's crazy the big difference <laughs> is the mother and the child are are viewed on the same playing field like mm-hmm. the midwives trust you you are the expert in you yes they are the expert in birth but they give you all the information and and they listen to you and i think the different no matter no matter what you choose whether it's the ob route or the midwife route or the the home birth route you need to trust your medical professional Mm -hmm. so i have friends who wouldn't trust that and so they went the ob route and they're very happy with their experience um but what i loved about my experience too is at the time so even though both of my births ended up in the hospital the relationship that the midwives had with the nurses and the OBs at the specific hospital, mm-hmm. they all learned from each other. Okay. They weren't competing. It was really cool to almost witness. And I'm, I'm thankful that a lot of hospitals are right. developing this model because it's ah, proven okay. that these steps are, are not only cheaper, right. they have better maternal outcomes because mm-hmm. the maternal death rate especially especially for um, underserved populations, you know, um, African-American women, Mm. Latino women, the maternal death rate in America is horrific Mm. um, because I feel like society views babies as more important than mothers. You had mentioned that earlier. So um, I I can, I definitely tell that you, you feel that mothers aren't being listened to as much as they maybe should be. This this midwife idea that she's hearing you, mm-hmm. it seems like that's important to you. Yes. The, I mean, you feel I like th- there's a, this kind of missing element of mothers not being respected. I've never heard that or felt like that. So I'm kind of interested to hear that, like that moms are kind of like somehow pushed off in some well, way. Just, I mean, even something as simple as you get six weeks for a vaginal birth and eight weeks for a C-section and then you have to go right back to work, you mm-hmm. know, and there's no there's no assistance for paternal leave. I mean, seriously, six, eight weeks, that's, not, that's nothing. Mm. That's no time to recover for anything and to have to go back to work full time. And then if you do want to breastfeed and then finding yeah. a room, a clean, safe, private room to pump and getting being able to pump in the time and this and that it's just it's such a mess and then child care is expensive and it's just i don't know it's so silly just even saying mm-hmm. all this like there's there's no support so you keep for saying right? mothers mm-hmm. it's it, it it's so ludicrous. you were trying to almost grab some of that support on your own like find the midwife as a form of that um certain practices that you've been doing as a mom like that reinforce that mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never have heard that. I'm, I'm happy to hear your perspective on that. Um, you know, we've talked a lot on this show about different issues that divide mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. And what is your advice about this when it comes to this stuff? It's extremely emotional. 
You're talking about the most emotional thing you can possibly do, which is hit at the core of someone's mm-hmm. children. I imagine it's got to be right up there with religion, politics, anything else oh, yeah. or more. And I'm kind of hoping in some small way we can kind of like help some of that conversation. You've explained a lot of things that I've never heard. Mm-hmm. I told someone that I was going to be doing this podcast and they said, oh, I don't even discuss those issues with people. Yeah. I just know it's going to go nowhere. Yeah. And it's like, that's so sad to me. Well, I think my my advice and just my experience is be open to being wrong. I mean, be adaptable, like be willing to change your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've definitely done that where I had a very firm stance on something and I listened to friends, whether it was in person or online. And I'm like, wow, okay. Let's research this more. Let's talk some more. And maybe I can form a new educated opinion on this. Or crap, maybe I didn't need to be this rigid on Mm -hmm. this. Even something as silly as, and it's, no, I shouldn't say silly. With breastfeeding my first child, I I was so staunchly anti formula. And Mm -hmm. when I've seen the bumper stickers, yeah. (laughs) And not anti formula, it was just for myself. I just, I, I wanted to provide. Sure. my child right. all of the milk that he needed and I did that to a fault where Start I should I should have no 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 <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> just like I should have just given him the damn bottle of formula I like see. when I was just running myself ragged and I could have done both and my child is healthy and thriving now mm. but when we were in the weeds for those few months motherhood is so hard anyway I, I wish I would have just been a little bit more open mm. like those extra bottles of formula wouldn't have harmed him in any way mm-hmm. and then also on the flip side be confident in your decisions I, I wish I would have been more bold and said to different family members and maybe you know maybe come armed with very specific things to say, mm-hmm. you know? It always helps I, to prepare when you're nervous. Sure, like, I've, this is my body, this is my child, this is my decision. I wouldn't mm-hmm. put myself or my child in risk. I am going with the midwife center, and I'm mm-hmm. very happy and proud. And if I would have been more bold, then maybe that person would have said to their friend, oh, yeah, my niece <laughs> is doing you know, right, is right. this option. So I think sometimes just be bold and be confident. And if that means doing a little more research to be able to say what you need to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I would never ever judge anyone for their decision to go to a hospital or, mm-hmm. or to choose to give their child formula for whatever reason or go back to work or not go back to work. You mm-hmm. know, my decisions I made were best for my children. And and what I always say, I don't live in your house. Right. I don't know your past. I don't know your present. I don't know the ins and outs of you and your child and your situation. Mm-hmm. Um the only thing I will ever correct someone on is, <laughs> is car seat safety because oh. that that is near and dear to my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our daycare provider right. pointed out us doing something wrong in uh-huh. our car seat safety. And if she wouldn't have had the boldness to right. say something to right. me, I was buckling our child incorrectly for yeah. months. That's, that's like, the flip <gasps> side of this, like you said. You know? is sometimes the boldness will help somebody else mm-hmm. like that. I'm, I'm a big fan that no one is a lost cause, that um, we write people off a lot of times as, well, they're, they're never going to change. And I don't think that's how right. it works. No. I Like you just said, a mind can change mm-hmm. and sometimes needs to, like with the car safety thing maybe, but there's a way to go about it. Yes. And, and I don't mean to frame all moms as combative. No. It sounds like you certainly have had seen a lot of moms rally around each other, mm-hmm. but you wish that there was more of that. 
right? We got to support each other. Like your success isn't my failure, you know? Mm -hmm. So let's just support each other. Let's build each other up. Let's help each other. There are very few things that are right or wrong. Like there's so much, there's so much gray. You can, you can exist in the middle and and that's okay. And certain things you don't. You don't you don't have to be pro or against something. Um, <laughs> well, especially when you don't like you said when you admit that you could be wrong mm-hmm. and you don't know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, most of the issues I've talked to you today. I have not I don't have a stance because I don't I haven't thought about them very much right. until talking to you. So this is giving me a lot of food for thought. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it. And I just realized that we didn't talk about the stay-at-home mom thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you briefly referenced that. And I, I said we would wrap it up. But if you don't mind, uh, just a couple minutes of talking about that. Um, are you currently staying at home with the kids? or? Yes. So with, with Vincent, I was able to stay home for 10 weeks. And then I went back to work part-time right. until he was one. And then I haven't gone back to a physical job right now. I work part-time from home. It's and like an internet marketing type of thing. Yes. Yeah, something like that. Yes. Right, right. And Which so, is another upside of technology. Yeah, you yeah. could do that. Uh-huh. So it's... um. It's been wonderful. It's been a privilege. I've been incredibly thankful um, for this opportunity, um, but it's not—it's not all roses, you know. <laughs> well, that's kind of um, what I want to hit on real quick because there's all different sides of this and everything. But the part that seems phony to me is the moms who act like they are doing it all and they are excitedly having it all and happy about it all. Sure. And that feels phony. Like I, I go, something must break at some point. Like well, to to commit to, I mean, motherhood to me is like a full time job. Yeah. Um, what well, do you think about? I that? think I think first I am going to say that these questions about stay at home mom, yeah. work at home mom, right, right, right. mom having it all, these questions need to be asked to the dads too. Mm. Like, why don't we ask dads? We don't ever ask dads how how are they doing it all? Like, you know. Well, they're not. So they're letting the mom do the other half. <laughs> That's what I mean. Is like there, there's so, an old there's an old system where. Yeah. The dad works and the mom stays at home. And I don't want to sound sexist or whatever. You know, this is purely just about what's the best parenting system. But it's kind of like that system felt like it worked to an extent because and I and I deal with this with my wife, too, because we we don't have kids, but we do both work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'll come home and it's like, well, now's the first time that we're going to do chores. Mm -hmm. And boy, it would be nice to have that be done. Yeah. Someone else has done that. (laughs) And now we can actually you know, talk and spend time together. So I see a certain beauty in, and maybe it doesn't have to be who does what, Mm -hmm. but the idea that one person is watching the kids, the other person's making money, and then you can actually enjoy the time together when you come back Mm -hmm. together. You know, I I don't know. It's been challenged, obviously. I have two friends um, that I've really learned a lot from. Um, My one friend said to me at one point, she's a very successful businesswoman. She said, I am a better mom because I work. I heard I heard you say that before. Yes, right, and right. that made me take pause because I, I didn't know before I had kids if I wanted to stay home, if I wanted to work part-time, full-time. Mm-hmm. And then I had another good friend, and I don't know why I had this perception, but I didn't have a positive, a, I guess not a positive opinion of daycare. I just, mm-hmm. I had this perception. and, and Kids biting fences? No, and she just, <laughs> so she put her child in daycare and she came back to work full-time and just hearing her journey and the positive experiences that her and her husband and her daughter had like 
wow, like, like you hear people say, oh, why would you want to let somebody else raise right. your kid? And it's, no, it was an extension of the school system. Her child was learning and growing. And It's funny that no one ever t- says that about school. Yes. No one ever says, well, why would you let someone else watch your kid 12 hours a day at school right. or eight hours a day at school? Yeah, and, it's interesting. I wonder if there's a double and standard. And she, she humbled me. And I was so thankful that she shared her story with me and her experience and love, you know, and, and it did. It completely changed my outlook. It must be said that that is expensive. Oh, Lord. Because the school mm-hmm. system is different in terms of cost, yes. depending on what where you go. Yes. Uh, daycare can be extremely expensive. But yeah, I, I also have this negative view of it. It's probably because certain daycares are terrible and certain oh. daycares are great. Oh, of course. Of <laughs> you course. Know? But also just the idea of turning them over to somebody else. Yeah, it's, it sounds like you're ignoring them. Just, I mean, you, you have to trust, just like I said, you have to trust your medical provider. You, you have to trust the people um, that your children are with. You know, whether it's, you know, a parent or an aunt or an in-home nanny or a, a child care center you you have to trust the people that you're that you're with and and if it's not working you make a change and you know in our situation we both decided as a family that you know i wasn't happy where i was anymore and Mm -hmm. i would i would stay home and i would wanted to stay home once my second son was born Mm -hmm. anyway and and now that Mm -hmm. he's almost three and a half i'm i'm looking toward the future do i need any more job experience do i need any more education what do i need to look forward to to okay well once dominic is in you know, first mm-hmm. grade, full time, mm-hmm. where am I going to be? You'll have a sudden block of free time, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, what um, am I going to, yeah. you know, fill that space with? So, um, you know, in a stay at home mom, you know, I, what do you do all day? And, and it is, yeah. it's, it's you, you are caring for and educating your children just in a different way. Yeah, no, I have full respect for that. I've told you before, I, I guess my, my ideas are old fashioned maybe because my mom did stay at home and she did, you know, I saw that example every day, but my, what my mom did, I think is worth millions of dollars, you know, mm-hmm. whether or not society pays her, that's yeah. their problem. But it's like, it's very the, lonely. I'll bet. It's Although so it sounds lonely. like what I my mom didn't have that, that you do have is this online support mm-hmm. system. Uh, so you know. I had, whenever I, I worked part-time with Vincent, I had a fantastic friend. We're still great friends, but she was my support. Mm-hmm. You know, she was my mom's support um, with Vinny. And then after I quit, you know, it's it's tough. It's just you and your child all day, and and then Heck with yeah. then with Dominic, <laughs> oh, that first month was hard. And then find then I did. I found you know by chance I found a, a group of women, um, right. you know, in my community, and it was a beautiful season in my life that <laughs> um, I'm so lucky to have experienced. Um, that would be my advice for any any woman who stays at home, find a, or a parent, I should Mm -hmm. say, find a community. But on the flip side, being Mm -hmm. a full-time mom or full-time working mother is, is impossible to you on, on the flip side, you, you have your adult connections, but you, there's no, there's no perfect solution. Yeah. There's definitely judgment. Um, you know, why aren't you staying home with your kid and you know, Oh, you can't, you can't go to play dates cause you're working. You can't be involved in the PTO because you're working. And, and it's, right. there's all that kind of judgment on, um, <laughs> we got the kids now watching us. <laughs> they snuck downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> They're very interested in what's going on over here. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. So. Sorry, I let you finish your, your no, thought. No, I it's I definitely have respect for parents on both sides and in the middle because mm-hmm. no matter what stage of parenting you're in, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope we helped a little bit. <laughs> uh, you gave me a lot of food for thought. A lot of the stuff I haven't really considered, and I have, like I said, just my notions about whatever they are. It's so funny how people, even without kids, will 
talk to you endlessly about how they think that you should be raising yours, you know, and it's like, and where's this coming from? <laughs> you know, what experience yeah, do you have? Yeah. So I hope that we cracked on some of those things and gave people something to think about. But yeah, in the end, I would love if more people just kind of were humble with their communication on that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and didn't uh, feel like they have it all figured out. We're op- a little more open and all that yes. kind of stuff. Yes. So um, thank you, Lindsay, for giving me your time. We're about to just basically be... <laughs> overrun by your kids here this is great they're now firing guns in the other room like i don't know what it's a remote control yes. car okay yeah. just in case that came across um but thanks yeah. for having me yeah Brad. no problem thank you 